right, and we're back with another episode of the Gratitude in Great podcast with Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. Today we're going to talk about the five steps for effective goal setting when it comes to setting goals for the 2020 year. So, Nick, how we doing? Good, good. Off to a good start this year? Off to a great start, yeah. We're in 2020, uh, feeling good, a lot of good energy in my world and uh, in the gym. So, I don't know about you. How do you feel? I feel great. It's good. It's a good way to start the new year. It's always a, a fresh, clean slate, and uh, it's, it's good. So, kind of the intent with this podcast is to um, help everyone with uh, five effective uh, steps for goal setting. I think everyone uh, usually comes out of the gate with very large, drastic goals sure. to try and big re- dreams, big dreams to yeah. uh, refocus their life in the first ten or fifteen days of the new year, and uh, that usually leads to immediate demise because of the way that the goals were established. So, yeah, we've thought about a few uh, tips and tricks here that we'd like to share with you, and we'll go ahead and get started with uh, number one. Yeah, well, I think. A big reason, and you said it, people have big dreams, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, and, and I have big dreams, and, and you know that's definitely a key to success, but when it comes to, to goals and to how to actually achieve those big dreams, it, it really begins with small steps. Um, whether, whether we're talking about weight loss or building a business or whatever it is, becoming a, you know, a better person or learning a new skill, you, you've got to start small. And you've got to start consistent. So I'd say that the first step is to just start small. You know, take take example. Uh, people want to lose weight this time of year, and that's awesome. Okay, well, what can you do in the next ten days that will impact your ability to lose the weight, or what can you do in the next twenty, or, or let's just say thirty days? What are, what actions can you do with regularity? Uh, meaning every day, essentially, what can you do in 30 days consistently, small steps? Uh, what's an example? You want to lose 10 pounds. Uh, for the next 30 days, you're going to drink half of your body weight in ounces of water. Drink enough water every day. That's it. Don't worry about keto and don't worry about intermittent fasting and don't worry about how many carbs are in your burrito. Like, and don't completely change your diet and day don't, two. Right. And don't, exactly. Don't change everything on day one or two. Start small, knowing, you know, you got to understand like what, what habits are going to lead you to lose weight. Well, you know, you need, you need the right amount of macronutrients and the right uh, amount of water and sleep. And then there's all those factors. So start small for a small amount of time. And I think the other big thing with starting small is, is, in your water example is it's going to be pretty easy to drink, you know, 60, 70, 80 ounces of water, um, during the day. Yeah. And so you'll gain immediate success with that. If you do it for five days, 10 days, 15 days, totally. And you might not see if your goal is to lose 12 pounds throughout the year, you might not see that first pound fall off in the first month, but you know that you have started something that is going to set yeah. you up for success. And I think that's the big goal with, with item number one is to start small is, is give yourself something that you can easily, easily uh, gain momentum and give yourself credibility as you get started with this new endeavor. Absolutely. That's a great point. I love those words, the momentum and the credibility. Create wins 
right? It's a simple thing to drink enough water. It re- should be relatively simple. So yeah, absolutely use that as a springboard for the next thing, right? So yeah, that's great. And so then the next thing would be is uh, be intentional. And so we want to kind of have a clear focus on what our goal is. And so I always like this one because it comes across in several podcasts um, where a lot of people always reference uh, Zig Ziglar, who's kind of the pioneer of the uh, self-improvement or the self-development um, genre, if you will. And he has one that is always, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. And that's because people aren't setting up a very specific goal. And so I like that a lot. Um, it's very important just to be intentional, whether it's with a money goal or a health goal or any other type of thing that you have. If you write something down that's pretty specific, then you're going to set yourself up for success. And he's also got a couple other gems that I wanted to share with you. And, and another one is when you get or what you get by achieving your goal is not as important as what you become by achieving goals. And so again, that kind of goes back to discipline, credibility. And so focus on being able to uh, become more disciplined, start achieving some of these small things. And what you'll do is you'll establish a credibility with yourself that will then allow you to be more effective in taking on new tasks. I love that quote. I, I, and I want to say it again, just so people can don't have to rewind, but what you get by achieving your goal isn't as important as what you become by achieving your goal. And I'm, I'd almost say what you get by achieving your goals isn't as important as who you become uh, by achieving those goals because of the discipline that you're building and the freedom that that brings you. Uh, you know, and that, and that has everything to do with, with grit and that has everything to do with gratitude. Uh, you know, the, you want to lose 10 pounds, but, but you, what you're really searching for, you want to lose 12 pounds or you want financial freedom. You, you want to hit that goal because of who you will be, who you believe you'll be by achieving that goal. Right. I love that one. And then once you set yourself up for success, so, so in 2020, you accomplish your five, six, seven goals. Now you are a goal setting, goal achieving person that you can then establish more goals. And so you've established, you are now a vehicle of goal change. Um, and that's that's, good. That's a big, that's a big (laughs) step. So vehicle of goal change. Yeah. (laughs) The, uh, and then the final Zig Ziglar quote is you don't have to be great at something to start, but you have to be, you have to start in order to be great at something. And I think again, it's just that impetus on it's more important to start something. Um, just get out of the gate, start small, as we talked about, and get some momentum going instead of some people, you know, they want to envision the entire process. They want to envision how it looks in a year. And they think that, you know, if you're overweight, that you can't do it because you're overweight. Right. No, just start small, get going, get some momentum. Uh, and eventually you'll uh, start to achieve success, but you got to start. And that's the biggest problem for most people is, is they lack that initial start. And that's where, going back to uh, goal number one or item number one was to start small. Right. That should get you right out of the gate really quickly. And we feel and it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of moves into the, the third step that we've, we've written down today for goal setting is really to just pick a component or, or pick a small thing instead of a, a really big goal, right? There might be a big end game or a big dream, I suppose you could say at the end of it, but 
but pick something, you know, just like I talked about with the water example, pick something and, and do that. And, you know, if we're thinking about fitness goals, uh, people want to get a new skill or they want to get stronger. Let's just say someone wants to get their first muscle up in the gym. That's a big deal or, or a pull up. It's what, what actions, you know, what components of that do you need to work on and then make your goal based around that. So I want to get my first bar muscle up by the end of 2020. That's a fair goal, right? Nothing wrong with that. So starting small, the next 30 days, what can I do to pick a component of that? I'm not just going to go start trying bar muscle ups. I'm going to start small and I, every day I'm in the gym, I'm going to practice my kipping, right? My tight arch hollow kip positions. I'm going to do that every day and I'm intentional about it. I've started small. Um, that will build the momentum. Yeah, because if you come out of the gate on you know, January 5th or February 1st and you go to do your first bar muscle up and you can't do it, well, you started with the most complex thing right out of the right. gate, and of course you can't do it because you haven't done it to date. So we want to break it down into its individual components, right? gain some success with those individual components, get stronger with yep. those individual components, and then hopefully that'll lead to successful attempts out of it, and then again, definitely achieve what it is. Yep. Yeah, you know, and that, it seems so rudimentary I, I suppose and and it really is break something down into its components we can talk about the same thing with a weight loss goal too. drink enough water yep. it, you know that that's so simple but but it's the truth is it's too often missed yep you, you miss those components and that's that's the key to any achieving any goal really right and if you if you have a weight loss goal then if your goal is to lose one pound a month for 12 months, so 12 pounds in a year, okay, well, maybe instead of completely changing your diet, you know, the intake side of it, right? Um, and you can make some small changes that way, but maybe you start to work out a little bit more, right? So sure. if you're currently three days a week, let's get to four days a week, or if you're four days, to get to five days a week. So you're already doing something that you like to do, right? but just by doing one more day of that is going to, obviously, you're going to burn more calories, which is going to help that battle. So it's a different spin on it, um, yep. and that should lead to success in the long run um, to help you do that. Yeah, for sure. And I think one thing that I've liked is the 30-day the challenge. And so I've been doing the burpee 30-day challenge. And to me, it's again, it's a discipline. It's a small thing. Uh, I come to class uh, right at the beginning and I knock it out in the first, you know, why I'm usually waiting for the class to start. Um, and it takes me three minutes to do 30 burpees. It's a good way to kind of get warmed up. Um, yeah. you know, so that way when we're ready to do the line drills or whatever it is, we're right out of the gate. But again, it's a small thing that I'm checking off. I'm going over to the whiteboard and I'm writing my initials down and I'm giving myself a credit, uh, credibility. Yeah. And then also I know somewhere along the lines that doing 30 burpees a day is going to help me absolutely somewhere along the line, right? Cause I'm outputting something totally and I'm burning a few 20, 30 calories or whatever it is in that. And so it's going to pay dividends. And so that's something I look to, uh, carry forward, whether it's, I move to sit-ups or push-ups or just strict pull-ups um, you know, doing a few of those movements before you start class or right at the end of class when you're tired, um, is just kind of that little extra effort. And so you tell it. yourself that, okay, I just did something that's extra, that's not required. And you start to gain that credibility and discipline. Yeah. So. A ton of mindset goes into that, but yep. Yep. 
And so, uh, step number four, uh, for effective goal setting is just to be specific. The goal needs to be measurable. So again, if your goal is to lose weight, you know, you're going to lose six pounds over a year, 12 pounds over a year, or whatever that might be. Um, or yeah, we'll leave it at that. And then it needs to be realistic. So, um, going back to your bar muscle up, you know, if right. you're not able to achieve a pull up right now or a keeping pull up, then it's probably unrealistic to come out with a bar muscle up or a ring muscle up in the next 30 days. Yeah. Right. Or if you just started CrossFit, you know, you're 10 days into it. Right. That might be a, a skill set there that, uh, probably don't want to come out of the gate with. So yeah, the being specific, having a measure and being realistic, I, I think in between, in between those lines in that, in that space, in between those lines, there's a couple things, but, um, you got to write it down, you know, physically pen and paper, write it down. Maybe it's something on a board that you want to look at every day. You know, maybe it's in a journal, whatever, but write it down and write it down with regularity. I'd say, don't just write it down once and forget it, but, um, that, that will really help that process along. And, And then I think being, also being intentional with, with measurable and realistic, uh, you oftentimes you may not have the the experience to know what a good measure or what realistic would be so so i'd add in between that line in between that line is is have some accountability you need to tell someone else about your goal a peer your spouse you know a gym buddy uh, and then possibly you need to turn to someone who has more experience than you Obviously, in a gym setting, that that's a coach. Mm-hmm. Whether that's you need to tell your your coach, I've got this goal. What what should I measure it? What is realistic for me? Um, but but if that's any any goal outside of the gym space, you've got financial goals. Well, find an expert or find somebody that's done what what you're trying to do. Right. Um, so I I'd say yeah, specific, measurable, and realistic. But also you got to write those goals down. Um, and you need, I'd say, at least two other people in your corner that that know about your goal and that can help you and encourage you along the way. Yeah, and I think it's always anytime you can ever um, extend to your the community, so the CrossFit community, and whether that's you know you have a goal and you're over there doing your 30 burpees for class, and everyone always kind of walks up and goes, "What are you doing, man?" Right? You know, you'd be like, "Well, I'm I'm doing 30 burpees a day to try and lose a couple extra pounds this year. That's my goal." Yeah. You know, so you start to create those little accountability partners, um, and then they see you doing 30 burpees again the next day, and they say, "You know, good luck on your goal," or they kind of root you on a little bit. So yeah, that's powerful. Good, it really is. It, it, yeah, definitely is. And you mentioned it, but definitely tell coach and. I've had you, uh, I've told you some of my goals in the past and you've always helped keep me accountable. And so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to start. So let's move on to the fifth step, the fifth step. Yeah. Um, so the, the idea here is to, to supplement X for Y or replace something with something else, uh, instead of just having a goal to eliminate something. Uh, very oftentimes we want to eliminate the bad thing in our life um soda chips alcohol um i almost said smoking i I really hope nobody (laughs) that listens to this podcast is smoking (laughs) if you're smoking please stop right away (laughs) call me uh 
but the idea is is replacement or, or supplement something for something else. Let's you know, food example, right? Chips. Okay, so people go to chips. They're easy. They taste good. All sorts of things. But we know there's a ton of salt. They're just they're not a real food. Okay, so remove the chips. That's a great goal. I want to eat no chips. Replace that with something healthy vegetables period right like there, there's always this idea of if you're taking something out of your routine um, you need to replace it with something else otherwise there's just going to be a void and you're you're going to go back to the thing you're going to go back to eating chips if you just say well i'm going to never have chips with my lunch you're eventually going to have chips you you need to tell yourself i'm going to now have vegetables with lunch instead of chips yeah and so whether it's uh you know raw vegetables so they they come in a bag as well you can put them in a ziploc bag you can put five carrots five celery sticks sure. five things of broccoli cauliflower whatever it might be and and instead of you know you get the reminder okay it's chip time because i'm at the end of the meal or at the beginning of the meal yeah you take out that bag and you eat your five carrots and carrots are pretty good you know they're totally. better than celery um, absolutely yeah <laughs> but uh it's a good simple way to replace that and then again if you eat carrots for five or six days instead of the five or six days of bags of chips then you're going to see that that change start to take hold right right you've just done this recently in your life yeah yeah and so you know we do it um at the end of a meal uh so whenever we have dinner you know after dinner you always kind of have that one last urge or at least we do for something sweet or right. whatever it would be. And so typically that might've been like a cookie or an Oreo or, you know, the kids will eat ice cream or ice whatever cream. it is. Yep. And so we started by just um, getting pickles. And so we get the pickle spears and we eat one or two of those after it. And so cool. The, the kids do it too. Every once in a while, That's but it's good. mainly my wife and I, and still every once in a while is a win I'd say with kids. Yeah. And so, you know, pickles have a very distinctive taste. Uh, we like them. Um, and so, uh, especially the zesty ones, um, that, uh, it just is a good way. And after you eat that pickle, then that urge goes away to yeah. want, you know, a cookie or want something else, you know, popcorn is another one that I think is not as terrible, but you know, it keeps you from eating the chips or something like sure. that. You know, if you're eating tacos and salsa is there, you know, the chips and the salsa is a common thing that you right. can just keep grinding away at those after you eat tacos. So anytime you can take that out of it yeah, um, and go from there. So. Yeah. Well, the, the concept that we're working with is really just understanding how habits work, right? Like, like the habit is you eat dinner and you want something sweet. R really, it's, it's just a habit. So you're, what you're doing is you're breaking that habit. You're giving yourself a new reminder, like, okay, well, your, your body says, or your brain says, I want sweets after dinner because that's what I do. So it's a reminder. So you're just changing that reminder and you're adding into the routine of that. You know, you're always going to have dinner, right? There's, you're just into this routine. Um, and then there's a reward because you, you know that it's the smarter choice or the healthier choice for you. And that concept is, is really, I'd say with any habit, right? Those three R's that the reminder of, of it, the, the, what is the routine or what is the habit? And, and then how do you reward that habit or what, what is the reward for that action in there? 
Yep. So, yeah, and I think that's that is the most powerful part of it, and is the three R's of the habit, and everyone lives a very structured life, and even whether you know it or not, but those habits that you form, that reminder when it goes off. So mine is first thing in the morning. You know, I have a reminder. Say, okay, it's time to either drink my coffee or sure. I drink a soda. Uh, I go to Quit Trip. And so that's the reminder and the routine is going to quit trip, the action of going, the physically going there. And then the reward, that's where it could be replaced. So if I supplement tea for soda, then I've gained it, but I still have the reminder and I still have the routine, but I'm changing the reward, which is a more healthy option. Right. And so again, when, when I eat lunch at work, we have a chip counter and we have a cookie counter. And it's very common for people to grab a bag of chips and then grab a cookie at the end of their meal. Yeah, both. They're right there. And so the <laughs> the routine and the reminder are there because it's lunchtime and the routine is to grab one of those things. And so that's where you got to supplement that with the reward. Right. And then eventually the goal would be is to eliminate that habit. Well, that takes time and that takes accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really where the success comes from is to kind of tweak that at the beginning but if you come out of the gate, you know, and say, I'm not eating cookies, I'm not eating chips and I'm not eating or drinking soda. Like those are three extremely tough things to do because you've established the the habit. Sure. And so work on tweaking the habit, not eliminating the thing altogether. That's a great example. You know, and obviously I running the gym, I don't have a, a lunch counter like that, but a lot of people I'd say in in the gym have a a lunch route, let's just say a lunch routine at work, whether that's going out to eat or there's a lunch at work. Yeah. How do you get around the chip and the the cookie counter? Because it's there, Um, you know, and and you said pack the vegetables and I thought that that's a simple and, and it's a cheeky idea, but that's part of your morning routine, right? You, you take vegetables or you could take a package of raw vegetables with you to work and that way when you're going up and there's that chip counter right after whatever else it's nope instead of the chips i have my i have my vegetables with me right and it's not end of story and it's not unrealistic we're not asking you to cook a chicken breast right prep it cook it and then carry it with you like that's a whole total different ball game but if you're going to go start a saturday and you're going to go watch your child play a sport yeah you know you know you're going to have some desire or your routine has already been established you know either you you know grab your sour patch kids or you grab your bag of chips or you grab your sunflower seeds yeah well it's very easy just to kind of replace one of those with you know five or six celery sticks or five or six carrots i mean they keep you don't have to have them refrigerated the whole time or you don't have have a special cooler you don't have to have the special package no just get it together raw unsalted nuts too right (laughs) grab bring some almonds like no one's gonna no one's gonna think you're weird if you're sitting at your kid's ball game and instead of going up to the concession stand you just break out a yep. a handful of almonds and and you're good you right know, that's but if you go and you eat a hot dog and then you f- chase that with nachos and you chase that with right a piece of candy you know yep. well that's not as productive <laughs> no so but you sit there again because you're bored so you're eating out of boredom so yeah all right we're kind of getting off key there but um so the five steps for effective um, goal setting is number one, start small. Number two, we want to be intentional. Number three, let's pick a component or movement instead of some big goal. So again, that's the 
you know, the kippy movement uh, to get to a bar muscle up or a ring muscle up. Uh, number four is we want to be specific, measurable. It needs to be realistic and then we want to write it down or we want to tell somebody. Yeah. And then number five, as we just wrapped up with, is to supplement X for Y uh, to try and break that uh, habit cycle there. So yep. let's not eliminate. Let's just start supplementing something uh, to try and set us up for success. So, yeah. But, so if there's any takeaways, like, okay, so s- someone just listened to us. It's like, all right, well, what do I do? Right. What do I do? Well, start with something. Right. And, and again, I think it's start with something small and write that thing down, you know, and, and there you go. Just, just start with something. So, you know, and I think then picture yourself, you know, once you write it down, what does success look like for you in 30 days? What would success look like? And maybe you can forecast six months or maybe you can forecast a year. But I think being able to visualize what success is uh, would, would be something that you really want to be able to do as well. So, Awesome. Well, thank you, Nick, for your insight on those five steps for effective goal setting. And uh, yeah, that was ma- fun. Make sure you uh, tell a coach or tell a teammate about it. And uh, good luck. Yeah, definitely. I want to know what your goals are. Let me know. <laughs>